0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate
1: with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
2: It's Sunday, twenty third of October, twenty twenty two. In This evening's show, we review the pulsating West Lancashire derby at Bloomfield Road yesterday, as a clinical pool dispatched their arch rivals from down the M fifty five in a glorious afternoon for all in tangerine and white. I'm John Aspinall, this is the Seasides Podcast Match Direction Show. Blackpool four or PNE two. Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the what's going to be the best Seasiders uh, podcast show of the season thus far, as we are reflecting upon Blackpool 4, Preston North End 0, the so-called Best defence in the league, Tim. Best unmute yourself quick.
3: Oh, Schoolboy error. I was trying to do the 4-2, and my fat, the fingers are too fat to do it on screen. I should have stood back a bit further. But uh, actually, I've got, I've got a bone to pick with Raggy. Um, I'm, I'm in the doghouse because, as I said in the green room beforehand, I've been whistling
4: that fucking tune
3: all day. Charlie Patio. I can't stop. It's like ingrained it's in me.
4: I think the whole town's been doing the oh, same but thing.
3: Honestly, my missus is going mental. Anyway, so it's your fault, Raggy. I blamed you.
2: So. You're welcome. <laughs> Raggy, you, uh, you are the owner and proprietor of the Charlie Patino song. Tell me, where did the inspiration come from for that?
4: Um, yeah, uh, there's a Moroccan football club. i you don't troll YouTube like everyone else does and see songs over the years. There's a Moroccan football club, Casablanca's, My Dad Casablanca or something like that. If you see that video on YouTube, I watched it years ago. i all bouncing, singing that tune. And then when when Charlie signed, the loads of lads in the WhatsApp group. Man, they were all trying to come up with songs and that. I thought that they were rubbish. They were just without lyrics. They were just sort of. Uh, chance like and uh, I just did it at work in the office said to the lad in the office what do you think of this and he said that sounds all right sent it out to everyone the night before went to Stoke and then it just got going in the pub and uh, who knew and he came well we'll get into it in a bit but he came into the club last night Charlie for an hour into the outfield club. I told him and uh, said my dream when it was written that was that you'd score against Preston and all ground and sing that song
2: what did he say to that
4: he couldn't believe it. He loves it. Mate. He loves how
2: how, how it. do you think he feels? He's, he's a lone player from Arsenal, no connection with the club really. And he's got a, the number one chance at the moment
4: about him. Did did you actually well, see to him? He's the grounded level-headed 19-year-old lad you'll ever meet. And his dad and his, uh, his uncle, he was there as well with him. They're just uh, one they love it. Absolutely love it. He was, uh, he was taken aback by what was happening in the club yesterday. And um, he had an hour there taking pictures with anyone that wanted to speak with him. And even when we, we me and Grimmy walked in back to the hotel then with his dad, because there was people everywhere. And all the way back, different groups, must have been four or five different groups come past. All right, Charlie, all right, Charlie.
2: Were you oh, and Grimmy I like mean, his minders?
4: <clears throat> that was right. I said, you, you don't know what you've just done today, lad. You don't know what you've done in this town.
2: It's
3: interesting, as a guy, I was as I was coming out of the north, went back up to the Moretti for half oh, an hour before, came across your place. And this guy who sits behind me sort of said, when everybody was singing the song, he said, "That's the best." He said, I've "Been watching Blackpool fifty years." He said, "That's the best Preston-related chant we've ever had, bar none." And uh, like you say, with with Charlie doing what he did yesterday, and obviously we're going to discuss that to have the whole ground singing that at them, and particularly the last line when they're all still in there was just <laughs> oh, <yeah>. it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was uh, it was football poetry, wasn't it? Football
4: chant poetry, yeah. Although I, do, I did notice today that the club have cut it out of their little videos today. They've oh, put the whole big. channel, but I'll leave that last line out. Have they? Have they really? Pc, pc, oh, PC gone mad. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, but maybe they need to broadcast on GB News that sort of thing. Um, Mitch, good evening.
1: Hey, up. I just think it's um, it's a good job we didn't drop him
2: in the in, in the
1: <laughs> oh, he
0: really John.
2: We left him in for the chant, didn't we?
1: Yeah, because otherwise none of this it, would have happened. Well,
2: it was, it was going to be Sonny Carey, who we'll come to later. We were right with Sonny Carey, because he was fucking brilliant yesterday. Um, Raghi, I don't know if you saw the preview show, but we were we were debating whether it's uh, Carey or Patino gets the nod. But what made right. us verve towards um, Patino was was the chant. We said, he's got to play in this game, because it's his yeah. chant. So, Yeah.
4: Well, they were both stars in the end, weren't they? Yeah, both of them.
2: Carey was. Oh, well well. Anyway, we'll we'll come on to that anyway about Sonny Carey. Let's have a quick look at the the team sheet, gents, because there was a there was a real curveball on there. Um, it was very surprised to see a certain name on that team sheet. Tim, come to you first, but not a surprise to a certain member of this uh, panel. As so, uh, if you. You recall someone wanted CJ in, which was roundly poo-pooed. Anyway, the 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 lineup was Maxwell Connolly, Patetta Thornley, Husband, Bridcut, Patino, Dougal, Hamilton, Bedeen, and Yates. So pretty much what we suspected. Tim, apart from the inclusion of CJ, um, uh, yeah, w- widely derided by Mr. Tim Fielding. Uh, uh, I did. I did
3: say when the team got announced <laughs> that um, I, I was rather disparaging of <laughs> CJ being picked and I'm I'm the first one to hold my hand up and say I was I was wrong. Um I think we when we spoke about it on the preview I think we we take we're talking Pavedo and we were talking about Corbino and I don't think many of us thought that CJ would actually start. And to be honest, based on his performances he didn't warrant a start did he based on what we've seen on the pitch. Um but how wrong were we? So I think otherwise I look at the team and I think it's pretty much what I expected. I think you know we were um, uh, we were leading the chorus for uh, for Grimmy maybe to return but I wasn't I can't say, I didn't think he would change it I think that was just us talking about who we would ideally like to see play but it was great to see Jordan Judd playing um, because there was a bit of concern about him wasn't there, I think he had a scan on Friday uh, also um, uh, a little bit of concern about Medine. and uh, so it was great, to, Yeah, I, I got. I took a, a real sort of uh, Philip from the fact that they were both starting I thought uh, other genuinely and I you know uh, and I've gonna I'm going to uh prostate myself at the uh, at the temple of CJ Hamilton all night but um I, 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 did, I Hamilton was the only one I thought oh mm, not sure that's the right call but otherwise I thought it was
2: uh, just pretty much as strong as we could be bearing in mind all the players we've got out Mitch, over to you. For your, your brief thoughts on on the team, if you, if you recall our um, CJ Tim, chat at the time when yeah, we were thinking. Tims put this it in.
1: politely. Tims put it very politely, him. he thought he was a bit mm, about CJ playing. and I just thought, oh, I cannot believe he has picked CJ. You know, with his fifty feet foot and everything, um, and I thought, I thought it was like I was really edgy about this game, really, really edgy about it, because I thought, well, if he doesn't, if he don't go right then it's, you know, it is going to be sort of open season on Appleton and everything that, we, that you know, he's trying to do. And I just thought, you know, you get this feeling, you think, oh, he's picked CJ and it's not going to go well. And then everyone's going to be, why the hell have you done that? Why, you know, why have you thrown this lad in that you've not played all season? What kind of calls that? And, and how, 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 how wrong I am? Um, and actually I said in the pre-match thing that I didn't see how I, Hamilton could play, you know, in a, in a sort of a, a, a short passing game style of team. And he actually did that side of the game really well, you know, as well as I've ever seen him play in terms of his little flicks and his little touches and his relating with them. So again, like like Tim, I, I, I absolutely worship at the altar of CJ Hamilton now <laughs> for that game at least.
2: Uh, Raggy, Liam Bridcock got the nod as the uh, holding midfielder, I guess. Um, were you pleased with that? pick. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah like pick. everyone else. Listen, he's stood out, hasn't he? He's been great. Mm. Um, shame he's have to um, go off. Hopefully he's not uh, another one that we've got injury-prone midfielders. I will have to say this though, you'll have to take my word for it, but on the Friday night in various WhatsApp groups I was in, I said I've watched five Preston games this season on TV when I've been sat at home to put money on the other team making make it <laughs> And I said they need to get C. J. Hamilton on that pitch and just tell him to run. Not interesting what he does with the ball. Run at that right back pot because he's rubbish. And there we go. Boom. So, not that I know a lot about football tactics, but I think Appleton's done his own work on that. Yeah. That's why. It's yeah, that's,
2: that's Tim. That's a fair point from Raggy there. He's obviously recognised there's a there's a a, a a flaw in the defence to get exploited there and. So. Yeah, and and Potts, Potts isn't a fullback at then. Then
3: and, and uh, to be fair, Tom was saying as much, wasn't he, on on um, Thursday night? Um, and and I, I, uh, I'll be Tom's advocate here. He was perfectly prepared to come on this show, but tonight was just a bit of an issue because his daughter had uh, a swimming uh, comp at eight o'clock. So I think he's giving himself a fair excuse. But to be, to be fair to him, he was otherwise up for coming on. So. Um, Every credit to him, and because uh, I'm not sure I'd want to go on a Preston podcast <laughs> after they'd beaten us four to. No.
2: no, fair play to him. Um, what, was, what was that right back called? Um, is it story. Potts. Story. The, but Potts was a was, no. Potts played right back. Eh? Did he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a bit more That's advanced. What saying, no, I was he's saying
3: that Potts isn't really a right back. Yeah, but it's it was a bit so more. Right it was really a bit right more right
2: advanced. Right? He was more advanced in the first half. It was that story, it's I think. His like so, Yeah. Yeah. They're okay.
3: three, three centre backs. And it was Potts who he was giving a real torrid time to, uh, from what I you
4: know, saw. You, you know, Yates was purposely put over that other side to keep that full-back from getting too far forward. That Fernandez. he's a good player. Isn't
2: yeah, he, he was. Yeah.
4: And he's, he's run a lot of their games previous to that, from that position.
2: It, um, it kind of pains me to say it, but they were a lot improved from when we last saw them at Bloomfield Road, weren't they? They were, they were a better side they yeah, were. They, were I mean,
4: they, couldn't,
1: well, they couldn't be much worse than they were last year. I mean, they were they were shocking last year. They really were. They were that home game. They were probably the worst
2: team we played at home. I think. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so, turn on to the the game itself. It was a bit of a cagey affair, wasn't it? First, first twenty minutes or so.
3: Yeah, I think I, I, I've got to be honest. I think probably Preston had the better of that period from from my recollections. Um, the marvel I, I remember all through the game that Marvel was worrying me. Um, he 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 looked like a f- rabbit caught in the headlights every time the ball ever came near him. And obviously, uh, as we're going to discuss, there was fairly significant repercussions in, in in that respect later in the half. But he just he. I don't know what's up with him at the moment. He just um. Whether it's whether it's whether it's a, a link to the, the the what happened against Sheffield United or not, I don't know. But he just he just he looked he looked more nervous than we were, and um, yeah, I think I think as has been said in the comments, you know, was was it Williams with a uh, with a Marv mask on? I don't know, but it, 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 it was a Williams like performance, wasn't it? It was it was it's it was really strange and. Um, uh, but it made me nervous, um, particularly. I think the other thing is perhaps to mention, it was a bit frustrating, and even more frustrating the way the game played out. That we're kicking towards the north in the first half. I always, I don't know, psychologically, I always like us, and we do most of the time to attack the north in the second half. I assume Preston won the toss and decided to uh, make sure that didn't happen. I don't, I don't know, but uh, I can't imagine we chose to do that. So that that was a that was a little bit frustrating as well. I think there was a few groans going around the north when uh, when when they changed sides. But yeah, yeah it, it was told, uh, it, it was, was
4: teams to think about that as well, didn't it?
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I, th- I think they, I, they must have won the toss and they must have said because yeah. obviously if they'd done it the way that you, we would normally do it, they'd be attacking towards their fans in the second half as well, wouldn't they? But they've obviously deliberately um, avoided avoided that happening. So um, worked out well for them, didn't it? Yeah, no but uh, anyway, I, I really wish it'd been the other way around for for the way the game played out but
2: um I, I, yeah. Tim, I thought that was a bit of a silly decision from Ryan Lowe because there was a very bright sun out and it was at that it was quite high in the sky at the time and it was facing their goalkeeper so I thought it was a bit of a stupid decision by them. Yeah,
3: it was like being on Costa del Sol on the north in the first <laughs> half. It was it was absolutely roasting. It, it was a beautiful day. Everybody was having to take the coats off. I'd look, I, I remember to take my sunglasses, which helped a bit. But it was—it was like you say—it was incredibly bright, and you're permanently having to put your um, your, your hands over the over the your, your brow just to your of your head just to try and make sure that you got a proper view of what was going down the other end. And, and as, as it panned out, obviously it clouded over a little bit in the second half. So it, it, it most certainly probably helped us that decision in the relations mm. to the way the game played out a lot
2: more than it helped them anyway. Let's just just rewind um, very quickly just to pre pre match, Raggy, because I've seen some uh, videos of the atmosphere at the the Armfield. It looked absolutely rocking. Pyros going off outside, and it looked like a a great atmosphere out on that. Yeah, uh, well, listen, it
4: started out. We, we was there at seven o'clock in the morning setting up. Right, just getting everything. In. It takes ages to set all that cars up all over that building. and. Uh, and Preston fans got lucky. They come and sprayed somewhere on the side of the wall, oh. didn't they, in the morning? And they got very lucky because we were in there and I tell you what, I'd been out there a minute earlier having a fag and uh, we seen him on the CCTV. Four blokes, by the way, not kids, four blokes off the car park, straight round. I'll give them a little bit of credit, at least they didn't spray it on the mural. Yeah. on the wall and they could have done it, So I'd,
2: have, I'd like well, to think that. they'd have more respect than to do that. Yeah,
4: well, they, they could have done it so I, mean, I presume they thought about that and not done it. So, uh, Anyway, that was off. They got the nice little picture, didn't they? We got it scrubbed off. I was sweating my bleeding tits off. <laughs> trying to scrub it off and then spraying BFC over it so no one could see it at all. But yeah, uh, so we, took, we made a decision, didn't we? We, we? we couldn't get to serve any earlier for whatever reasons you want to come up with yourself. We weren't allowed to open the bars, so 11 o'clock, but we come up with an idea. Well, particularly Carver came up with the idea of uh, what if we just let everybody in, drink their own, get the party going, and at least then we've got a full pub for when we do start serving, because obviously it's a big loss of, uh, of revenue. Mm. But uh, listen, it worked out well. And um, why, did
3: it, but, to, why did they do that? Why did they do that? Because all the other pubs could open before eleven, couldn't they? Got,
4: listen, I can go into it a million times, Tim, like I have with them. They've got an obsession about it. They've just got an obsession, and they can't. They can't do things correctly, isn't it? It's like a restriction no, it's, of it's, trade. Or is,
2: is there nothing you could do, Raggy, Kind of on a legal standpoint, a restriction of trade. We,
4: probably, we, we probably can if we get down to it. But you know what? It's uh, we don't. You know, we don't necessarily want to be upsetting them either, do we? we want to work with them and we've got the, the,
3: the, the, the flips. I mean, maybe they didn't know what you were. You were then going to do, but instead yeah. of it and them having plastic only glasses all the way all the way on that route into the football ground, there was then cans and bottles and God knows whatever else knocking around, wasn't it? Because people were going in the off-licenses. Weapons, so yeah. they probably well, created a more... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it... I, well, I wasn't there pretty much, but so I don't, I don't know. I walked past earlier on, but um, you know, th- if it was ever going to kick off, there was more glass and can in it that was, area it, than there would have been.
4: It's crazy. And we had to marshal the balconies. So no one was... People no, were allowed, not allowed not to stumble on the balcony, but not drink. Yeah, The whole roads full of people drinking. Mm. And numerous times I've said to him, look, you've got to recognise, this is a big football club in this town, a professional club. It's got a big supporters club over the road and that area is just a complete danger on days like that. They know everyone's going to turn up. Why they don't shut that section of the road and turn that into some form of fan zone area, Mm. particularly on the day of Preston. It never gets like that for any other game. You could take that decision one time a year, cut it off, stop any mither, Stop wasting 50 police are all over the place outside there. But listen, they know best, don't they? And uh, they put 400 police on duty yesterday, and not one bit of trouble, was there? The police did well.
3: It was the police at Blackpool South Station, well, didn't they?
4: It's it, crazy. I can't
3: believe they didn't. I can't believe they didn't have a permanent presence at Blackpool I South to
4: see I, I got to see their plans beforehand because they, they run things by us and tell us what we've got to do and stuff. and I don't know. The who village knows?
2: idiots in charge, I
4: think. Well, who
2: knows? <laughs> after the game, I was going to the Bloomfield pub, and for some reason, it was weird. But after we'd, obviously we've been kettled around the back alleys and what have you in the side roads, and we made our way back onto Bloomfield Road, and there was loads of people just going to the Bloomfield, and there was like a group of twenty or thirty Preston fans, was, like yeah, giving it giving it large, but they just had like four or five. Police escorting. Them. I don't know where they were escorting them to. But then there was a mob of Blackpool fans and they were descending towards them, uh, Mitch, weren't they? And that would have gone off big time had the police cavalry charge not arrived kind of in the nick of time to save them.
1: Yeah, oh, was I that don't... the lot who ended up on Little Car Park?
2: And the Little Car Park, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I was walking up behind two coppers and they heard one of them say to the other well, which way is the train station? And went, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I genuinely overheard oh, that. And I don't know God. if that had anything to do with it. They literally didn't know where they were supposed to be taking them. Because, I mean, they draft them in from all over, don't they? It's not just Blackpool
4: Police. Greater Manchester, I was talking to yeah. a few yesterday from Greater Manchester. They had no idea. I asked them how they police the United City games and why why they can have one row of police in the stadium between the fans and Blue yeah, Road. We've got about 500 seats either side. And... and more, more coppers than away fans. I don't get
2: it. It it was treated... The whole day was treated like it was a war zone. They even had a police helicopter. Did anyone notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: strange. First thing I saw, I got out of the car up. I parked up at top end of Bloomfield, got out of the car, and the police <laughs> helicopter's up, and you think, well, all right. And this is, like, 1 o'clock or something. It'd be like no, to it 1 o'clock or something. It would be like o'clock or it would be like one oclock or something
0: the football the thing equipment, less gold, in it.
3: So it's a good day out in the in the helicopter, you know. So you yeah. know, you get yourself up there in the helicopter. They're like, it's like the big their big day in it. It's their I'll their be. biggest policing operation of the year, and they all want they all want the overtime. They all want um, uh, you know to make a big thing of it. And then as well, you know, as I'm sure we'll come back to discuss. They can't even have a presence at Blackpool South Station where they know there's a large contingent of Preston going to be going back to. Um, you know, to, to PR postcodes. So, what happened there then?
4: Part of the plan was supposed to be that they were going to be bussed out. This is what I was told. Anyone that the classes risk or groups of lads will be put on buses, taken out. The only people that will be taken to train stations are families. How all these groups of lads were getting out of that, <clears throat> I don't know. It
3: kicked, it, kicked, uh, John, uh, as it kicked off big style on, uh, on at least two occasions at Blackpool South after the game. Um, and there wasn't a police inside. You are joking. You are joking. J- with all that... Pro- there's, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a video on AVFTT, and there's videos elsewhere, um, and with both incidents, there wasn't any police in the vicinity. And the, I, I think all the Preston fans, they went in fi- um, fine fare, didn't they? got a load of Coke cans. They were chucking Coke cans.
4: Yeah, I saw a lad with a particularly nasty cut over his eye we had been hit by a flying can.
3: I don't think we, I don't listen. I think we were the protagonists in it from what I can gather from what, yeah, what what evidence I saw. But the reality is, they've got this huge police operation. They've got the train station nearest the football ground. And there there isn't, there isn't, not, not that they weren't literally on the station, they weren't anywhere
1: near. There was nobody about. Well, it's the same as last year, though. I mean, when it was, I mean, it's probably a bigger scale than what went off than last year from what I've seen, but it was exactly the same as last year when we moved us all up to those crossroads. Then it took them about, I don't know, 10 minutes to get there or something because they hadn't actually used their combined police brains to work out that the point where the fans meet might be where it might go off, you know? I mean, how, how don't you work that out?
2: It'd be interesting to see what the total bill was for the the, the police. In uh, Richard Watts just said five grand an hour for the helicopter, and uh, Stingers just said the police helicopter broke, <laughs> to land with an engine problem. Yeah. Uh, four, John,
4: four hundred police they told us were on duty yesterday.
2: Who foots the bill, Tim? Do you know? Do you know for these sort of things?
4: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. I think it, it actually on the footprint
3: of the ground. It's the football club, but off the footprint, um, yes. I wouldn't have thought it was the football club. It must just be. It's just it's 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 Christmas coming up though, isn't it? You know they've got to get the got to get their overtime and in time for the
4: November pay. What, what I was told in the past was they sit down with the police at the start of the season and they address every game and the police tell them how many they think they should have for that game and they club agree with it. And they come up with a a price of what they'll pay and they'll adjust it accordingly as it goes on. So I don't know what the price is, but. Fifty pound an hour per couple, wasn't it?
3: Well, we, when we parked the car at, our, at my office and we, we walked across um, Waterloo Road, and there must have been about thirty Preston fans, and they were being escorted by forty or fifty police officers. It was like there was more police officers escorting them than there was fans. Yeah, but then they can't find the way back, they, they, and they picked them up from Blackpool South, but they never thought, oh, after the game, we're going yeah. to need the presence down there. <laughs>
4: Listen, Lytham Road wasn't any better. There was plenty of things on Litherland Road, you know. As if they don't, I don't know. It seems it seems quite simple to the rest of us, doesn't it? Keep them in for fifteen minutes and it's sorted.
2: Exactly, Raggy. We said this in the yeah. previous show. Keep keep them in for fifteen minutes to for half an hour. You don't need what well, you probably need a quarter of that police force max. Everyone's dissipated by them.
4: You can't answer the questions you ask them. You ask the police outside the uh, on the streets now, they have no idea, following orders. You ask them why there's 500 seats either side of these Preston fans, they can't answer it, why you can police Rangers, Celtic, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, United, whatever. And uh, seemingly 14,000 people full of Preston fans is uncontrollable. Scott, Maybe we've Scott. just got a bigger rivalry than everyone else. Scott Cadellis has just
3: WhatsApped me and said during the protest, um, uh, the Tangerine Knights were told it was fifty-five pounds per hour per police officer on the club's footprint.
2: What's what's yes. the what's the footprint? Tim, what do you mean? Well, from- the
3: footprint will be uh, any land owned by the football club, so that'll be anything around the west, the north, the south. I suppose there's a grey area out on Bloomfield Road, isn't there? But it, it you know, fifty-five pounds an hour. So if you're talking Five hours of cover, so that's two hundred and fifty pound per copper, times
4: four hundred. So, well, so horses will be charged at a bigger rate. Dogs will be charged. Helicopter, I think someone's just put five grand an hour. Five
2: grand an hour. An hour.
4: Yeah. Oh, you'd be taught. You'd be hundreds of thousands of pounds just, uh, and the, and then well, at least it stopped all the trouble. So it's it. You you
2: you think that in this age we live in, where you can make freedom of information requests that we could get this information and just have, maybe it'd be great to have one of the seaside's Police communication team maybe come on here and just answer our questions. We did, we did, we did,
3: uh, we did ask this a while back, didn't we? I think it was last time we played Preston from Browley to come yeah. on and explain the debacle that we had to deal with, with all, uh, with them funneling the, both sets of fans away from the ground and then to meet each other further <laughs> down, further down um um just south of the stadium, and um, I saw that. I saw that plan, and, and listen. Some people have stuck up for it, but I saw that plan. and I thought, well, listen, I've I've got a modicum of intelligence, and I don't see how that's going to work. And and then you then you factor in the fact only five percent probably see it anyway. And I don't know what it was like on Bluefield Road immediately after the game, but I can't imagine it was. Organised. Let's put it that way. Well, it maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody in the chat or some or one of you guys will will say that. Right. Like, I walked
1: up Bloomfield, and I, and I think. <laughs> You've got to credit them compared to last year they the had at least communicated some stuff, so it wasn't a complete and utter surprise as to what was happening. And it was, by the time I walked around, I mean, I did see the, the lads on Little Car Park, but that, that was about it. But it was quite clear that even if they'd policed that bit better, they'd just moved the Issue somewhere else, and the numbers walking back. I mean, I said before I was behind, I was behind two coppers, but that was kind of a like a column of must have been twenty of them walking back, and there was like me and my lad, and I'd, I'd sort of I was quite late coming out the ground and had stops and had a chat with Joe and stuff, so I was I was kind of one of the stragglers walking up. And there must have been twenty, thirty coppers just walking up there, but but really, apart from the little carpet, there was nothing. There was nothing to see up there, if that makes sense. But they, they, you know, they didn't seem to be proactive or reacting to what was actually going on.
2: The, Wayne Maiman's just put, Mitch, uh, Magdalen Road meeting with between Central Drive was mental. Do you remember that, where we came out of Magdalen Road and met, mm. where it crisscrossed with Central Drive and there was kind oh, yeah, of a, yeah, yeah. A, a baying mob? It was weird. There was like a baying mob of them. Must have been, I don't know, 50, 60 of Preston fans just being stopped from getting over the crossroads. And every single Blackpool fan was giving them shit, weren't they? And it was like, it was weird. Why were they even there in the first place? Are you talking about last year or this No, this year, this year. Well, I think I've
1: I've missed that because I think I came up onto this sort of tail end of whatever had happened there because it was sort of like everyone was out in the front garden sort of, Looking at what was going on, someone was going, and I told them to get off me, fucking wall! <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. but yeah, cause I as I say, I, I I was like really straggled up away from the ground. I was I was you know a bit late, but yeah.
3: Watch a walk oh, the, on the one I heard was that um, the, the way they were. Why well, there was only a few uh, Preston fans coming off at Blackpool South is they all jumped off at at Pleasure Beach, and there was nobody there to be to be seen. So they. The train's coming in and stopping at the Pleasure Beach, which is obviously <laughs> gives you access to do the full run down the promenade of all the pubs and everything and Velvet Coast and all that.
2: And nobody, how, thought, how are the nobody thought it was worthwhile well having the a presence public. there either. What's up, Baggy?
4: So how are the police not on the train from Preston coming with them in the morning? Yeah. It's as simple as that, isn't it?
2: Maybe because they had to pay their own tickets and they didn't want to uh, eat into all their overtime know, money. Seem-
4: Listen, I've, I've met I've met with Chris Arnie as we have at the Armfield Club, right? And he's a, he's a Blackpool fan, and he's a decent fella, you know. And uh, I, I, I I I fear for the training of police officers. Every single one I talk to outside that club every week seems clueless. They seem like they're about twenty one, twenty two years old, half of them, and they've just come out of bleeding wherever they've come through training camp. And they've no idea. And they just say, oh, it's what we've been told. just what we've been told. They just stood there like lemons, aren't they? Mm. Following orders. And if no one's telling them what to do, I think they were still outside that club last night, about 20 of them, on the other side of the road, till about 7 o'clock. It's like, what are you still doing here? There's no one told them to move.
3: They had those big Mercedes vans. Did you see them?
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, They they weren't police
3: vans. They'd hired from... um, uh, from Avis or something, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Rent-a-car. They've got these big 9 uh you know, like the big V-class Mercedes vans. Yeah. They had a load of them. So I don't yeah, know they, they obviously ran out of police cars because there are that many of them on duty or, or police vans.
2: Um, just to, uh, avert your eyes to the screen, Gents to sick from McHarrison, um regarding the, the ground capacity. It's got to be mainly down to the safety office because last time in the championship, we were getting like 16,500, 17,000 crowds, and the, the crowd yesterday was only just over 13,000 from what I saw. I thought that was quite poor, given the fact it's Blackpool be pressed, and that should be full at ground, sixteen, seventeen thousand. And that, that disappointed me a bit.
4: Yeah, well, I don't know why they're leaving these gaps. Listen, listen, the reality is the away fans should be at the north end of that. east. Yep. That's the reality.
2: It would have made reason. the game even better, wouldn't it? At the of course minute. it
4: would, but for some reason, they don't, want to do, they don't want to do it, and that's, I don't know whether it's, uh, they've got to be out of control, it, haven't they? Running a football match, control it. We know everyone, I know the dynamics of Blackpool fan base seems to have changed over the last few years. We do seem to have a lot of young lads and young men now, and big groups everywhere, and everyone's, we do have our problems with people throwing stuff. And well,
2: throwing that, that problem game. would be over, Aggie, if it was away fans in there, wouldn't it? There'd be no, sorry, talking bollocks aren't I in the, in the in, say, yeah, you might, you might have yeah that, that's it, even worse isn't it
4: well, yeah, sorry, cool. you've, got to get control, you've got to get control of it in the oven and uh, listen, as, much, as much as I love it all I mean it, it's out of control sometimes that do stand at the front everyone just stands at the front like a paddock it's great it's not how you see any other football ground is it
2: right should we go back to the game I think that needed saying uh right, Mitch for I'm just trying to think of the first incident of note. Potts had a Um sort of a pot shot from the outside of the box, ninety minutes. Ben Woodburn, decent shot from um uh, cutting in from the right hand side, just drilled hard and low yeah. to uh uh Maxwell's right, I think. Um but yeah, um I think that maybe the big turning point in the game was on twenty eight minutes when Liam Bridcut he was having a decent game, went down, injured. I think he was holding his hamstring, so he definitely is the replacement for Kevin Stewart, isn't he? He's emulated his uh, career perfectly though. <laughs> but with Sonny yeah, Carey was... coming on was the big turning point, you know, the fortunes for Blackpool in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, I, I, I think um, I was I was disappointed brigcott Bridcock went off because they, 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 were, they were doing all right. You Know they they were putting us under a bit of pressure, and I thought, as much as I wanted to see Sonny on, I thought, mm, you know, that they're, they're they're doing quite well. Sonny's not a really a defensive minded player. Um, Bridcut's going off for losing that experience. Um, but straight in, straight goal, you know. Sonny came on, didn't even have to touch the ball, and then the but, and, and we scored, and it was, um. It was fantastic. I mean, I don't think you can, you know, you can credit Sonny with the, with the goal, can you, really? Because it was a lovely free kick from Dougal. Um, fantastic flick from Gaz. It was everything you want from Gaz Medine, That And a brilliant, brilliant sort of stretching poke home from... from. Was he a head or did he get a toe on there? I can't remember. It was his head, head wasn't it? Head, head. Yeah, yeah. Sort of stretching header from Yates. Yeah, um and yeah, Sonny Carey influenced that one just by just by walking on the pitch. But yeah, that that probably was what changed the game, because um, he then went on to have an absolute blinder.
2: Tim, as Mitch has just said there, the the cross field, um, the cross the box header from Big Gaz. That's that was Medine and Yates all over. That's their yeah, partnership with, working perfect with
3: a great contribution from from Sir Kenneth as well, of course, <laughs> who's who's much maligned for his set plays, but actually came up with a pearl there. So uh, I always round I jest a little bit about Kenny's contribution, but it was it was it was a fantastic double act there. Um, you know, um, Medine did what Medine does best, and, and Jerry showed you know he he, he was he was. Yeah, you know, his thought process was ahead of everybody else stole it, stole into the far, far side of the, um, the six yard box. And, and, uh, it was quite acrobatic in some ways, the way he made sure he got his, his body in the right. Cause a lot of players wouldn't have got the body in the right position to actually make that happen and make it happen properly. And, um, but yeah, great
2: finish. It looked like it, had, um, hit the support stanchion from the West. It was weird. I, I, a lot of people. I was like, "Oh, he's just at the side netting," so it was a bit of a delayed reaction, yeah, from me.
3: And I think that, thats what I said. I think I think to get his body right was was the hardest part of it, really, because you know, most people will just lunge at it and then the the ball will go off to the right, won't it? And but he'd managed to, you know, and it wasn't really—it was his speed of thought more than anything else—that made sure he was actually in the right position to do it, and he sort of managed to use his neck muscles in a way that made sure he. It didn't go wide, and it went. It went where it went, and um, it's a player in form, isn't it? You know, he's uh, he, he's on fire, and he's just proven any doubters, and particularly Critchley, who appeared to doubt him, He's proved him wrong because he's Appleton clearly trusts him. He's played him week in, week out, and now we, as a club, and and uh, and and the team, are benefiting from from he, from his rich vein of
1: form. I think he's more than formed Tim. I think he's just fucking brilliant. I I I just think he has been unreal these last few games. He's been he's better than I thought he was, and I really liked him. You know, I mean, joking aside, we you know, we know you you had your Pelle comparison, and we all thought he was fantastic in League One, and and he did some great things. But he is just he is he is, I mean. Have we had a better? I mean, suppose take Kevin Phillips out. Have we had a better forward than him since DJ Campbell? We haven't, have we? Haven't had anything anywhere near that class. He's
2: been superb. It's his, it's his overall work rate as well. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, two games in a row. I know we'll get to this, but two game, no, two out of the last three games, after the most physical, intense matches you could possibly imagine. Yates yeah, is near, well, this game, he has set up the fourth. Sheffield United he nearly set off the fourth by tackling back in, the, in his own box. How many strikers would be asked doing that? How many strikers would be strutting around on a game like that, thinking, well, I've done my job, the rest of them can do it? And he just never, he never stops. He is, he's, he's special, that lad.
3: He was banging I mean, so let, On the first goal, let's remember, he took a right clattering um the got the that that the free kick actually yeah, that's, so that's right won. yeah
2: yeah he it, it, it it drew the foul
3: it had been quick it'd been it'd been quicker than his opposition so i can't remember which Preston and play it was quicker than his opposite number nicked the ball and then then he gets then he gets taken out he was hobbling I actually was a bit concerned he might have to come off at one point picks himself up and then from that free kick bang bang in the back of the net
1: and I absolutely don't want to curse him, but how many players have we got who are seemingly made out of papier mâché? When it rains, they have to you know they have to go and sit under the stands so they don't fall apart. Has Yates ever actually come off for us with a knock? Can you? I can't ever remember him being That's out. Great can't point. That's a great going. point. You can't. He keeps going <laughs> and going and going. I'm literally touching the wooden dining chair and the laptop's balanced on so it don't happen. But he he just keeps going. He gets kicked. He you know he he, he runs ninety minutes. How many miles he must run every week? It's unbelievable. And
4: then he just turns up to start the next game looking fresh as he ever has mm.
2: done. Yeah. Yeah.
4: He's super fit, the lad, and, and every credit to uh, Appleton and the, and the management team just playing him constantly. Hmm. They played him into confidence and then boom. Last year he's never gonna him, neither him nor Lavery last year were ever gonna get confidence. They were in and out of the team all the time. I think the same thing would happen with Lavery if you just play him. Keep playing him. Just tell him, listen to, me you play until you starts scoring. Mm. Simple as that. And now look at him
2: and There certainly is egg on our faces, <laughs> gents. As we were saying, we'll never have a ten-goal a season striker this season, didn't we? Not long ago. How many yeah, is he on yeah. now? Eight. Equal top scorer. He's, he's got the
3: same number of goals <laughs> he got last season already. <laughs> is, the, is the well? I don't know. I don't know where he scored later on in the day, but he was. Going in, going into the three o'clock kickoffs, so he was joint top scorer in the championship, wasn't he? Yeah.
4: He yeah. got as many goals as Preston. Time for a
2: quick break in proceedings to say, if you're enjoying this content and want to say thanks for the pods, please consider joining our Patreon support programme. Starting from the price of a pint per month, Patreon allows you to contribute towards our production costs, gear upgrades, and our drinks tab at the dog. Your support will ultimately make the show bigger, better, and I like eating a tin of prunes more regular. You'll also get extra stuff in return, like all the podcasts before general release, backstage access to us and our guests, exclusive Patreon-only shows, and other random bits and pieces. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash SeasidersPod to find out more and hopefully sign up. (laughs)
4: That's
2: (laughs) not hard, though, to be fair. No.
4: I've got the best defense in the league, though.
2: Uh, We've scored 36% of the goals Preston have conceded this season. I think Matt Scrafton put that on Twitter. <clears throat> that made me uh, smile. Um, Raggy, talk about talk to me about Marvin Ekpertet's first half performance and uh, the Preston penalty.
4: Well, I missed the bleeding penalty because I'd gone for a pint and I just saw it on the TV. <laughs> so, uh, he's, yeah, there's, something's not... He's not a dead confident at the minute, is he? He's not the same... And I don't know whether that's uh, he's lost an older head in Richard Keogh, and he's not the same this season. Um but he's listen, he's a quality player, so it doesn't he'll come back, be fine. He'll 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 uh, he'll get himself out of trouble with his height and his pace on most times. And he's just, just made a couple of late challenges, hasn't he, last couple of games, Chef United. Now Preston needs to stay on his feet, stop doing them kind of things. But he's gonna learn. The young, lad, the young lad, really, that's come out of nowhere, hasn't he? Look what he's achieved over the last three years. Two or three years.
2: Ben Mikeman's knocked there. the pen in. He'll be fine. Uh, He'll
4: be uh, fine.
2: Mitch, Ben Mikeman's yeah. knocks the pen in front, in front of you. Um, pretty standard down the middle. Fair, wasn't it?
1: Oh, it was it was a penalty yeah. all day. It, it, it was you know, it was like Sheffield United. You could see it happening as soon as he, he, he got done. I mean he, he got he got wrong side of um, whoever he was on the left and you could see it happening and really he, he, he should have done it earlier, he should have reacted, he should have realised he was done and done it outside the box and taken the yellow, but he didn't and sort of I he mean, but he backs himself, doesn't he? He backs himself to be able to make those challenges but then realised it wasn't on and kind of half Slid, pulled out the slide and kind of just like clipped his heels. It was an absolute stonewall penalty, no complaints. And the penalty, actually, I thought for a split second, I thought Maxwell had saved it because it was sort of, it was one of them where he'd like dive past and chucked his hand up and I thought he got him, but he hadn't. It was a good penalty. So, yeah, and it was it was just deflating because, you know, it was rocking, wasn't it? It was absolutely rocking after that goal. And then they came back in and I thought, hmm. Mm. I was worried again.
2: So, uh, Tim, CJ was uh, denied a chance to counter just before half-time. Jordan, story, yellow carded. Uh, just also in the first half, there was a challenge with Medin on the lad with the headband on. Um, Lindsay, I think he was called by, Preston. he did impress me. The, whenever a player gets a headband on, Terry Butcher-esque, they always seem to stand out and they always seem to have a blind, don't they? I thought he was... He controlled Medine quite well throughout the game. Oh, player i
3: like. a handful for anybody, isn't he? You know whether he's. I think he left something he's on him. his game or off his game. <laughs> you're never going to get an easy an easy ride with him, and um, uh, you know he'd already, he'd already made a, a significant contribution to the first we've spoken about before. But you know he, he's he was our battering ram a little bit yesterday, wasn't he? Um, where uh, where where he was chucking himself about and getting involved with all the, the nastiness that, that that needs to be done, which then frees up a couple of other players to do the, do the bits. And, um, uh, I've, I've, you know, I mean, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, the best player, our best player in the first half was CJ. I, I just think we just saw such a more confident player than we have seen. And whether it's, stuff that's gone on behind the scenes or not. Um, I mean, Jerry looks a, a stronger player this year than he did last year. Whether, whether it's something to do with what they're doing in training or what they're doing in the gym, I don't know, but CJ just looked. he just looks a different player yesterday. And uh, from the off, not. He was a threat. He was a constant
2: threat, wasn't he?
3: Yeah. And it was just, he's everything that we, that we are, we want him to be and, and, and always hoped he would be, but generally he's, he's not done it. And he's, you know, his, his touch has been poor. His confidence has been poor. His decision-making has been poor. And he sort of flips it all yesterday. Mm. He, you know, he, he was, he was terrorizing. Brad Potts was absolutely shitting himself all game. Anytime that ball came anywhere down our left-hand side, he was panicking and, and he was panicking because CJ has the pace to do him. And he was actually controlling the ball and, 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 and being positive. And it, it was fantastic to see. Absolutely fantastic. And he was
2: getting, in the, he was getting the cutbacks in as everything, well. He's, he's quite good at that. He
3: did. Just, mm. he, that's what I said. The, the worst thing for me about CJ has been his decision-making. I think too many times he's got into a position where he's created a bit of space and then just always done the wrong thing or, or his touches let him down or whatever it might be. And and he just looked, he just looked like he was full of
1: confidence yesterday and it, do you and, think? It, do you think it has something to do with the fact that we had eight of the League One team on the pitch together? You know, they they really did click together, and CJ looked really comfortable, and he looked like he really knew what he was doing. And it was actually that really was as, as probably as close to the longest-serving group of players that you could put out on the pitch. It was only Patino knew this year, and Connolly, and someone else. It might even have been nine of the League One team. Anyway, there were a lot of them out there.
2: Mm. Good yeah. point. It's a fair point, yeah. Okay, second half, Mitch. Pre- My memories of Preston were kind of on the front Ooh. foot. What's he looking up? Have you paused? <laughs> He's looking Me. You look like you're possessed. <laughs> Your video's paused. Anyway, yeah, um, Preston on the, the front foot. Um, well, that little bit of skill from Jimmy took it on his chest and uh, just, volleyed it, just volleyed it wide and and also another big moment of the game came on 64 minutes when uh, Preston lost Greg Cunningham with that big unit Diarbi coming on praying to the gods before before um, he, he entered the pitch but those prayers were not answered on 68 minutes when Charlie Patino scored a, a sublime goal with the outside of his laces um with a, a great bit of build up play from Sonny Carey uh, and laid in by, who was it? Connolly. Connolly. Was it Connolly?
3: I think it was Connolly. I think it was, it,
2: my recollection was it was Carey. Carey broke from the midfield. Yeah,
3: the no, he, 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 drew, he drove forward. Uh, he came to Connolly, he just laid it off to Patino. No, oh, no,
1: no, it was Carey laid it off to uh, uh, carry Carey broke forward, lost it. Um, I think it might have been Dougal won it back. And then Carey just found that he just made the most beautiful That's little right. bit of space. Right. He was absolutely sublime what he did. He sort of shimmied, made that beautiful little bit of space and um, just drove at their defence. It looked for all the world like he was going to go for a shot. Absolutely all the world like he was going to shoot. And then he just little no-look passed to Patino, who what a finish that was. it's just so cool. So a little, it's almost like a little clipped, curled pass into the corner of the goal. And if you, when you watch it back, it actually goes quite slowly into the goal. It's just
2: placed. It, it, it was because Mitch, when I first saw it, I thought, well, he's just side-footed that in, but he didn't, did he? Mm. He let the ball run across his body, which yeah. is for someone so young,
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. oh to be so cool in that
2: situation. Yeah. He just didn't take a touch. He's let it roll across his body. But, Tim, he's, he's, he's hit it with his laces, but... He's kind of driven it with the outside of the foot as well, which is what's made it bend away from um, Woodman in their goal. And he had no chance, even though it was did such a... It almost like he went through one of the defender's legs as
3: well. He did a thing, yeah. yeah. It did, it did, yes. I, I, know, I know Woodman was absolutely slaughtering the defender, presumably for not blocking it. Um, but it, 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 it's just... It was just great to see, you know. He's, he's, a, he's a young lad finding his way in the game. Hope, you know, I'm sure he's got a fantastic future. But I, I, I spoke to him after the game. I just said to him, "You're you not know, going. You don't. You don't learn that playing Arsenal under 23s, do you?" And he just said, "No." And no, he just, just. And what I really liked about it was the way he, his immediate reaction was to go out right to the nobbers and doing the.
2: Sh- he actually threw. Know? He threw Jimmy off him, who was trying to grab him. Like, get the fuck away from me! I want to shush the nobbers.
3: Yeah, well, he, was, he was he was he was steered away in the end, but he's. I thought, yeah, go go for it, lad, go for it.
4: well as I, as I was saying before, is uh, Charlie was obviously in the. You were there last night, so Charlie came into the Armfield pub for an hour. Uh, was absolutely mobbed by everyone with pictures and everything. And what uh, what a what, a, what a bloke he is, what a lad. Um, and his dad and his uncle came with him, and we took him back after. And then his dad and his uncle came back out for a drink with us last night. And we was talking there. Uh, and it's his dad who said to Charlie before the game, "If you score today, you have to go up to them Preston fans, giving it that. you got you will go down. You'll go down in history." And he, that's why he did it. He said his dad told him to do it. That was why love he did it. it. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> oh, Charlie's dad, you're a
4: ledge. Brilliant. What a great fellow, by the way. You can see why his son's level-headed he is as well. And uh, by the way, I'll just. Well, just um, only relaying what he told me. Um, the re- Arsenal did not want to let him go out on loan to anybody. And he wanted him to go out on loan, his son. And the only place he was going to come was Blackpool because of Michael Appleton. So he said, that's why. that he spoke to Appleton and uh, he said, I've bought into everything he wants to do. And that's why he's here because of Michael Appleton. Wow. And he Ooh. said, he's loving it uh, totally. Never, seen, never had as much support from a club, from fans, and uh, totally loves it.
3: Who, who has a song for him before they even put the chair? Well, that was it.
4: That was what I told him last night. I said, I wrote that song, by the way. And he's Did like, you? you're joking me? I said, no, no. But I don't know what well, you know. I told him, to explain where I tried to get it from. But, uh, I said, who knows? Maybe we, uh, maybe we knew he was going to be a superstar. Uh, Brilliant. Proper, proper lad. He's going places, and he can see it now. And I've never seen anyone strike a ball. I said, it, I told him last night, the only other person I've seen strike a ball as well as him, effortlessly, is another Charlie Charlie Abbott. Yeah, that's
2: right. Well, that's I thought, it. yeah. On the, on the comms, Mitch, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the full match back. I've just watched it all back. Um, Andy Bays was saying Blackpool have had two chances all game and they've taken both chances and were, were clinical which has been a big criticism of um, Blackpool this season. And it was a a, a great time to put that um, terrible little record to bed where we're not clinical and we're not taking our chances. We certainly we certainly have in this game.
1: Yeah, at that point, that's probably a fair comment. I mean, I think we then went on to have a really good spell where we probably, um, you know, made, made more chances, had more possession, had more pressure. But at that point, it was... You know, it was against the run of play at that point, to be honest. I mean, it had started to turn. It had started to turn. And and, and Jimbo's shot you'd identified before was really, that was the point it, it, it turned from, really. Um, and it had started to shift. But still, I think if you were, you know, it, if you'd stopped the game on 67 minutes and had to award it on XG or some shit you'd have probably given it to Preston, wouldn't you? So, you know, and... and yeah, so I think that's probably a fair point. And we were clinical, um, and it was. In, I mean, it, all the way through, it was impressive how clinical we were. Even through to the last last minute, where I would swear CJ would have he was going to miss it, and he didn't. So
2: let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've got a few more talking points until until then. Um, obviously, we're two one up. Tim Kenny almost bagged as well, didn't he? Took the ball down beautifully on his chest and. Rifled it in, just saved by by Woodman. And I think Kenny's got his shooting boots back on. Yeah, season. for a six out of ten player, he's not doing too <laughs> oh, well. Oh, where's Leone? You know, she's not even turned She's not even turned up in the comments, has she? No, she's got she's suffering a bit, didn't she say? She's a
3: bit, <laughs> uh, I gave her plenty last night, to be fair. She <laughs> was she she kept on trying to explain a logic and on on that logic whenever a team's in the first division or the second division you never give them a higher than a 3 so um i'm not having it i'm not having it but yeah I, I, again you know it's not really and other than um you know i, I know him his he's, uh, he's man, as i said on the on the other show on the last show but uh, i thought kenny had a great game on uh, on 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 saturday and um you know he he did he did what he does well, and he and, and I thought also thought his generally set pieces were were a lot better than because I must admit he took a first call. I thought, why is Patino not taking the corners? why is Kenny doing it? And it was a half decent corner, and then obviously he's done, he's put the free kick in and he's he's, he's hit he his head with that. And um, and I thought he, it was a very very solid performance by him. And uh, I'm starting maybe to think that Appleton's decision to play him in a slightly more advanced role is. Is not quite as barking mad
1: as I first thought it was. We did play most of the game at six, though, didn't he? After Bridcut went off,
3: yeah. But he, he moves but The thing is, I think what they do is because uh, the way. I, uh, and I, I probably I don't I probably should watch the games back more than I do because you'll probably pick it up on it then. But I think I think he's playing that when he's playing Pitino in that in that central role. When Pitino then pushes forward, I think Kenny drops in, doesn't he? Or one of them drops whoever it might be between Kenny and Bridcut or whoever so i think i think there's a bit more fluidity in relation to the way that that three play them with perhaps seen in previous um formations and uh, and and it probably makes it more difficult to pick them up as well from from that perspective i think because they're never quite sure who's playing where and uh, and, and whatever but um yeah i'm i was very really pleased with the way he played like you say he, he was probably you know part of the catalyst to us it's really taking taking control of the game along with some other
2: players as well. Mm. So, um, Mitch, it was a it was a shame to see Judd. I'll get on board with that name now. Um, going down on eighty minutes, we're um, being replaced by Reese Williams. A yeah. a a. We don't want to. Does it, Does anyone have any intel on what the injury was to to Jordan Thornley? I'm hoping it's not a hamstring. I'm praying to God it isn't. Don't oh, know. No one knows. Um, no, and I'm B. B. Raggy. Reese Williams coming on with ten minutes to go, but
4: update. Just what we wanted.
2: <laughs> and we thought he was no. gonna. We thought Marv was gonna reveal, pull his mask off, and go. Oh, I would have got away with it. It wasn't for you meddling kids. But no, it wasn't him. Marv was yeah. Marv.
4: Yeah, listen, it's just what it is, isn't it? He's he's always going to get a stick because of his Preston connection, but. He was totally professional when he came on. He was celebrating with everybody else. He's wrote a couple of things on his, some of his social media today, which has got him a lot of stick-off Preston fans, so that'll be, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's seen, uh, seen the error of his ways and changed.
2: Changed the legions.
4: I think he's a good player, really.
2: He did he's, all right when he came on, actually. He did the him. job, didn't he? He did the job.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the moment that you could tell he wasn't actually a, a number agent was that one where he belted it into the He belted it in the gap between um, the north and the east. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't have done that if you, if you were trying to throw the game. You wouldn't have kicked the ball, booted the ball over the gate there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tim. The best One of the best passes I've seen at Bloomfield Road... Since, uh, as Maggie mentioned before, the since we had the likes of Charlie Adam strutting his stuff on the uh, the hollow turf of Bloomfield Road, Sonny Carey, what a ball out to Patino! Incredible, wasn't what it? What a what a ball that was. Well, it, was to, it was
3: actually to uh, CJ yeah, Hamilton. It's sorry, it's to CJ it?
2: to Patino. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was.
3: <laughs> it, that's a proper defence splitting pass, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it was. It was. It was it was fast. It was pacey, It was accurate. Um, it was um, uh, you know he, he'd, seen, he'd you know he, he had his head up and spotted the man. It, it is. It was an incredible ball. Like I said, it's probably one of the best midfield passes you're ever going to see. And uh, it, it and and again, CJ. Did, again, I, I, I've said this before, but CJ did the right thing. He controlled it. He saw Patino. He laid it off well to Patino. And that's what you want. You want you want somebody to be to be positive, to be decisive, and, and not to overcomplicate things. And he didn't. He just did exactly the right thing. And uh, and Pitino then puts a, a delicious ball across. And I, I've got to say, for, until the score came up,
2: I know what you're going to and, say. I know what you're going to say because I, I said the same.
3: Went, it's ridiculous. I was. <laughs> It were, actually, and everybody around I, thought the same. Everyone yep. thought it was Medine had scored because it was just—it was almost like text Medine header, wasn't it?
2: And I was it, Mitch. I was—I uh, was thinking of texting it. It's Medine. I was shocked <laughs> it when it came up as Jerry Aches. I was it like, was
1: "What? Not Medine?" Gally <laughs> was at the Gally was at the far post, looking slightly disappointed. It hadn't made it through to him, and uh, but I I. Because it was right in front of me, and I—he like he appeared from nowhere. Like the, the, I hadn't really seen you. Quite often with a, with a with a cross goal, a headed goal, you see it coming, don't you? you like read it, and the ball came in, and Yates—he just like he was like he materialized out of nowhere. It's like he'd grown. It's it, like he'd grown a foot in height as well. He had, but it was like it was like he'd, he'd, he'd like he'd been invisible beforehand. like he was brilliant. It's his movement. He's amazing. He's like, when you watch him at the moment, he's he's just as likely to pop up at right wing back, but then he's immediately playing, then he's playing number nine. You know, he's like sort of playing two, seven and nine in the same game. It was, it was superb.
2: Just uh, Raggy, just going back to Sonny Carey again, um, obviously he's been the architect of that goal, but did you see that? It might have been a bit, no, bit difficult to see from the North, unless you've seen the V the play. He went on a surging run where he, he just beat about five players, and and Brett said on the comms that it was like watching Phil Foden, and it, I think it just came to CJ. I don't know if you saw saw that or not.
4: I can't really yeah. recall. Yeah, you probably day. can't from watch your watch north. That, right.
2: Yeah, Mitch was nodding not his in head. The
4: north concourse. <laughs> you know. no, no, you can't. Well, no, no. What, what time were we talking about here? It was what it was just before game? this
2: goal. I think it was a few. It was about five minutes before the third. Mitch, you're nodding your head. I just want. I just want to acknowledge that piece yeah, of skill. He he,
1: he, he he started with a beautiful, but his control was really close, and then he like pushed it out of his feet, and he just kept going past one, then another, then another, and he just slightly ran out of pace a little bit at the end to take on the last guy, and then just laid it off to whoever it was, CJ, whoever. But it was it was absolutely out, mind blowing, and there was another pass on the left, no right touch line that was. That I think it was probably a better pass, even than his defence-splitting one. I don't think it actually led to anything, but it was just like how the hell he got it out of his feet and to where it went. And it sort of, it's sort of—it's like he put spin on it and worked out where it was, you know, how it was going to go, like a, like a like a golfer. Um, I thought he was sensational yesterday. I really do. But I I think he is that good, and I think every—I think the world has just forgotten that Sonny Carey's a good footballer. Yeah. We've got all these lone players in, and everyone's just forgotten that Carey is actually. You know, he's raw, he's a kid, yeah, but he's got, he, the talent he's got is remarkable.
2: Tim, I remember uh, Brett Garrity, when I when I met him down at Cotton Hall, um, he, he was with Sonny Carey, who was the uh, Tangerine teammate for the Blackpool Girls, and Brett came came and introduced myself to him because I was with Eddie, just having a little session with him, and he said, oh, I've just a new son with a Blackpool top on, so I thought, bring Sonny over and meet you and just say hello because you're Blackpool fans. and had a nice ch- chat with him. He's a really nice lad. And when um, he was just signing an autograph and I told Freddy, I was chatting to Brett Garrity and he, he was saying to me, he said that the coaching staff think we've unearthed an absolute diamond here. He said he's so highly regarded and he's a bit raw, but they were really excited about the prospect of what, what he's going to become and that performance yesterday.
3: Well, I mean, shone it was, it's, it's, it's proper, you know, it, it's top of the championship. Performance, isn't it? And you know, you look where he came from, and and Kings Lynn, and and you're thinking, how the hell is a lad with that, that ability playing at that level? And how? And I think he had. I think we've had this conversation before. I think he had been in Norwich before, hadn't he? And yeah, yeah. But how how he ends up being released, and and people not realising what his potential is, is, is quite incredible, really. So, um, and, and listen, um, we're, we're probably this season. I don't know what other, others think, but I think perhaps the, the perception has been he's lost his way a little bit from where last year, I th- I th- you know, when he, you know, he was, he was he was on the fringe of being an automatic starter, wasn't he? And then he seems to have
2: dropped back a bit. It oh, was that injury. Like I think it was that, that injury at Huddersfield did him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was but I don't think he's been used quite right so far. I don't think Appleton really had, had quite worked out what he was necessarily because he he was used in a bit more of a sort of midfield battling role in the first few games, and then he got he dropped out of the side, didn't he after the first few games when we got when we got the I can't remember, when we got the loans fit or whatever, and then he's just come on as a sub every now and again here and there where he's been needed and then he, then he got the three games at Burnley because he came on and chopped the guy down. So that's another time when he didn't play. Um, And I think yesterday, I somebody said Appleton sort of had a word with him on the touchline and just sort of said, just attack. Like somebody who sits in the West and said Appleton had called him over and says, forget all the sort of running around shadowing stuff. Get the ball, attack, do that. And it was like... Like a light, you know, whatever light switch where it's like, all oh, right, yeah, I can do that because he does look lost when he's doing the other side of the stuff. And it, you know, if you ask him to be a player, he's not like most footballers, he won't look very good. But if you let him do what he is, then I think he, you know, he, he's going to be potentially fantastic. And he's our player, you know, I mean, though, like genuinely, those passes he made yesterday. If Patino had made them, they would have been going round Twitter with Arsenal fans going, look at this, future England captain, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying Patino's not utter class because he is, but there were three or four moments in, in that game yesterday where Kerry was every bit the equal of Patino, every bit the equal of Patino. Maybe not all round, but certainly in the, that creative sense. And he had a shot. He had the technique on a shot at the end. It was a, uh, there was a ball. He like, hit the pitch, bounced up, and he he like chopped over it. And he nearly, he nearly brought it off. And it like, I could see it from where I was, the way it was like, the the spin on the ball as he almost got it under the crossbar. I mean, it fizzed over the top. That technique was sensational. I think you can tell I like it. <laughs> I'm getting ready for, you know, when Gaz, when Gaz finally when Gaz, leaves yep. the 37, I'm going to need a new favourite player.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, Raggy, Were you still there when they got their scabby OG right in front of the yes. north? Were you actually in there? Were you in the stand or the, in the concourse?
4: I was in the <laughs> I was at the front of the stand like a paddock. <laughs> so I saw it I saw the ball go towards the goal and I couldn't see what happened and then I'm like, oh it's in there, players running off. I thought, here we go. And that was me, by the way. I have to confess, that was me. Outside the stand gone. I couldn't watch the end, so I missed. I missed the CJ goal. You
2: didn't.
4: Uh, listen, superstition <laughs> kicks in. I've got to go and stand on my own. I stood outside the ground with bet three six five, staring. What am I you doing up? Just, <laughs> just, just like just an expectant
2: end. father on a maternity ward, pacing yeah, up and down.
4: Oh no! I, I just saw three three. I just had in my head. Oh, we are the three three. I, I
3: jinxed us, by the way, because when they, when the free kick was, um, I said, "Who who?" Um, who, who, who took one of theirs down? One of, our, one of our lads took him down on the, on the on their left hand side. didn't It and so It was a free kick, and I turned to um, uh, uh, I turned to the lad I was stood next to and said, uh, "They're going to score from this, and then there's going to be six minutes of stoppage time, and we're all going to be cacking ourselves." And so what happens? The ball comes across. I th- I don't know whether it touched somebody, but then it ended up at Connolly's feet, didn't it? And I don't think Connolly was expecting it to end. Up. It just
2: hit him. It just hit him, yeah, didn't it? And
3: it was and it just yeah. sort of snuck in at the back post. Well, it sort of hit. It must have hit the post because it, then it came back. I was thinking, yeah, please
2: roll across the follow. line. Please roll across the line. But it didn't. So it was it was it was quite frustrating
3: because I think we're on a, I think we're on the eighty eighth minute or eighty ninth minute, weren't we? And um, and I thought there was going to be six minutes of stoppages. As it happens, there was five. Um, but um, it was like typical Blackpool, and particularly after what we'd experienced at Sheffield United last week. You're thinking, no, please, you know, we don't well, want It was to be- hubby
1: going off as well, wasn't it? Added to that sense. Because we're. Um, uh- Judd had gone off and then yeah. Hubby had gone off, and it was just like and Tom Thompson on. Come on. And then Tom Thompson and Williams, face, he's really not had a good time of, about there and, and he's just thinking, Oh my god, I, I, was, I, 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 was, I can't deal with this, I cannot
4: deal with this again. No, me neither, that's why I went yeah. there. Yeah. And then, of course, then
1: of course when they've been
3: the ball in just after that. And it skims off Thompson's head, doesn't it? Like Thompson, <laughs> yeah. he didn't seem to like get up for it properly, and it, and it sort of skims off the top of his head for a corner. And you're
1: thinking, oh,
2: well, yeah. well, well that caught. Oh my God, when they got that corner, the keeper. When they
1: got that corner, like, I mean, oh my God, when he sent the keeper up, and I could just see it. I could see it. I was like, I was like visualizing. They're all going to be coming out of the east. He's going to be. I just couldn't. I couldn't cope with it. I was like, I was proper catastrophe and I don't normally do that. I don't normally like get so like doom laden and panicking. And I was just, it was horrendous. And up he went, up he went. And I was thinking, oh, Tomos conceded the corner, and then it's all going to be his fault again, and everyone's going to be raging at him. And when the corner came across, it was one of them. They just it wouldn't go out. No. It just didn't seem to get rid had, of it.
2: They had the ball. They had the ball at the yeah. feet on the six yard box, didn't they? At one point. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think
2: Medina I think, think Medine. No,
3: Medina had gone off by that point. Had Medine gone off? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there, was, there was somebody who like almost like miskicked it right on the edge of the penalty area, and uh, and then it then it because then it went it went, as as you're looking at the at our goal from from pitch side, it went right, didn't it? And the, the, that's when you, that's when it came in the six on the edge of the six yard box, and it's like, oh my god, it was it was it was. Nerve wracking isn't the word for it.
2: But the balls come with broke. Cometh the hour, cometh the, come the man. The balls broke free. Woodman is still up. The balls broke free, and he's made he's made a quite a half assed attempt to get the ball. To be honest, and Jerry, think Jerry, Jerry after running ten, Jerry after running ten million miles or whatever throughout the game, has still got it in his locker to burst and get the ball before Woodman get a toe on it. Get it out to CJ, and oh. should have come back to him. Really, actually, I, I've I've
3: watched it back a couple of times, and I I think CJ does the, the right thing because I think because of where Woodman was, I think if 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 CJ played the ball to Yates, he was offside. offside. No, yeah, Jerry was, was
2: holding his run though. I don't know if you noticed. No, was
3: but he was only holding his run against, as you often do, because you th- he always think goalkeepers be the other side. The goalkeeper was behind Jerry, and because the goalkeeper was behind Jerry, there was only one defender. So if if CJ played the balls, Jerry would have been offside. So I think CJ made because I, I, when you look at it, you're thinking it's more logical to play it to Jerry, who's in loads of space. Um, but it isn't because he would. I think he'd, you know. I think if you look back at it again, I think he'd have been offside if he'd passed it.
4: Are you saying that um, CJ thought of that in that moment? I don't know whether he thought of it, but I think that, uh, <laughs> his, decision-making his decision-making was correct. His
3: decision-making to take it to the right and create an angle for himself was the right decision, as well, as most of his way. decision-making was right yesterday. So if it might did, have been instinctive or maybe he actually
2: thought about it. I don't know. Um, as Kelly's just said in the... In the comments, I swear I watched that golf line in so, slow motion. That's bang on the money, Kel. That's exactly how I felt when his boots well, it's funny
4: when you watch the video, isn't it? It watch it watching back the goal, it's like the ground goes silent whilst the ball's it's
2: like 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 going, <gasps> <gasps> Yeah. That's the one I wish it'd been
3: scored in the north though. I yeah, think if,
2: I, know. I know. I know. anybody in the
3: south will disagree. But if imagine that like that, the welcomes women... to the north, and we had like two or three, two seconds' notice of it going in. It they've gone absolutely.
4: Oh, they'd have been on the pitch. They'd have been after banning two hundred yeah. people today. <laughs> <They'd been honest. laughs>
2: but just to be fair to CJ as well, a chance like that isn't easy, is it? It's it's quite hard because he's still got a side foot. And you're always putting a lot of curl on the ball when you side foot and he got it right in the corner. Uh, so right in the middle of the goal as well. And, um, yeah. He created a great angle for himself to be fair, because he did, he, you know, he did what he did, what you
3: should do and, and take, and take it to the right to give yourself slightly more space and a better angle. It's always when you kick a ball straight, it's always very, very difficult to keep it straight as against when you're doing it from an angle and you're going back towards the goal. And I, th- I thought he just,
2: he executed it perfectly. Uh, comment from Shane that Appleton was screaming of CJ to keep running there was maybe just run it into the corner as well that's uh, uh,
4: he said that didn't he? he was, he was uh, thinking just run CJ and <laughs> I've, ne- I've never seen him smile as much Appleton when that went in if you look back on the video he was happy with that
2: oh, but what what a release when that goal went in I've never felt a feeling that, like that bloom for well well, for a long about time I
4: everyone else but after Wednesday I would turn up yesterday fearing the worst and yeah. I don't know whether in previous games leading up before that Hull game, I thought we were going to take Preston apart. Probably getting overconfident. And maybe Wednesday night against Hull was exactly what we needed. And maybe the no, players were the same. I, I, I didn't speak to anybody pre-match who thought we were going to win. No, I know That's what I mean. I think, I think if you'd have spoke to them a week ago, they'd have, they'd have thought you'd have found a lot that thought we were going to win. After Hull, everyone just thought, oh, no, here we go. But maybe that focus minds are not dressing me. The summit that we were well up
2: for it. Oh, but what a day, eh? Um, up to 18th now. 19 points. Uh, three points behind the nobbers with the game in hand. Um, fun little stat that I've just looked up on our form. Out of the last five games, we've only lost one. That was obviously against Hull. We've drawn two and won two. So who'd have thought we were in such a, a, a downward negative mindset after that whole game? And it's completely flipped on its head now and we're, we're looking up the table rather than down I think I think
1: what we are is inconsistent I think that's what it is there's been this like big argument in there you know are we shit? there always is this argument about are we are we good are we not good and then who depending on which Sort of which side of the argument you are you are about the manager or whatever players are playing, you have to say that we're good, we're not good and whatever and I think but I think the truth of it is we are inconsistent and Hull was dreadful, it was one of the worst performances I've seen for years. It was dreadful it was it was irredeemable, there was nothing good about it but but Ve- to varying degrees in the previous four games, we'd been pretty good. But then before that, we'd been poor. We'd had a really bad run. And then before that, we looked really good. If you go back to like QPR and Burnley and stuff, we looked really good. And we're just, we're up, we're down, we're up, we're down. And, and it's, it's quite hard to know, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, just before we move on to the um, player ratings section, I want to uh, big up the referee a guy called Chris Kavanagh, who I thought did an excellent job of the game. Referees are always much maligned, like that knobhead we had at Sheffield United, but I think he he managed the game perfectly, let the game flow. The fact
3: that we're not talking about him, other than at the end in complimentary terms, suggests he rested the game well. No, I don't think any of the Preston fans would have been having a go. I will be saying that the referee was shit, because he... He, he, he was neutral, wasn't he? And 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 he got. He seemed to get every decision right. You know, he's called the penalty right. He's called the fouls right. He's not brandished too many other cards, but he's done it when it's needed, and um, he's kept control of the game well. And and that's what you want from a referee. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he you know, not he's a Premier League referee. To be fair to him, he's 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 a decent ref. And we won, so, yeah, it yeah, always helps when you've won, but even if you look back even if we hadn't won, I can't, yeah, I don't remember any decision where I thought the rest a disgrace. Completely got it
2: wrong, you know,
3: which, that's not often we can
2: say that, yeah so yeah, well done, Chris Kavanagh. I can I
3: just it. also say yeah. and in and, 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 and we didn't play when I start first started watching Blackpool, I don't think we played um we didn't we didn't play Preston very often at all. um, we always seem to be different divisions but in all the years I've been watching, I don't recall a game, from our perspective at home, at least, that was as good as that yesterday. I think that's that's the best one I've ever been to. And that's the a great option. testament Amazing. to Appleton and to the team that they're able to deliver the goods because there's so many sterile nil-nils and crappy, even when we've won it, they've, they haven't been great games. Um, but, you know, and it didn't start great yesterday, but... The, the quality of our finishing, the quality of some of the build-up play in the goal in in, in the lead-up to the goals, you've got to call it out like it is, and that was that's as good as you ever got. You know, if you ever talk about trying to convert floating supporters, it's that type of performance that will do it. You know, I know one, I know my, one of my Mavis's um, uh, uh, his brothers took his little lad, and his first game was against Norwich, didn't score. That's his second game today, and that—that's the type of thing that will cement mm. a young lad to support Blackpool Football Club. And um, and uh, it, it was just—it it was just a pleasure to be there, and and it's a fantastic day from start to finish.
2: I did actually send the last pod, send the preview. I said, would you? Would you a goal fest in this fixture? Yeah, well, we,
3: we, I said it. We, we were talking went we were all going nil, nil, one, nil, whatever. And then we, and then I think I'd actually said as well. It, after saying all that, it'll probably be four, three, and it wasn't quite that, but it wasn't far off. And it's great to have some goals because I've, I've seen so many shit derbies with Preston. It's unbelievable over the years that just been, you know, you build it up and then it's a complete and utter anticlimax. And uh, and it's it's a pleasure to be on tonight and to be talking such positive all
2: our goals they technically didn't score a goal from their own endeavours either a penalty and an own goal where all of ours were from open play yeah right play ratings let's go so uh, Mitch you can start with uh, Chris Maxwell dropped by us but a safe pair of hands some were saying he should have been uh, doing a bit more on the OG thought that was a bit harsh personally
1: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't particularly think it was his fault. I thought uh, seven plus did away. Good save from um, was it Reese when they they? I think we we were all really hesitant at the end, and he made it. Uh, I can't speak tonight. I'm, I'm too hungover. <laughs> you right? do look a bit. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah,
2: you <do>. Every, everyone is <laughs> nurse. Nice. Everyone just uh, to the to the the stream and on the podcast. We've all had really heavy nights last night and I, days.
1: I left somebody's house at 2am who isn't a Blackpool fan with some other lads who were there who aren't Blackpool fans who weren't interested. And all I can remember was as I left, I was talking about Gary Medine. Why? I don't know. <laughs> to a random. So, not, like, not like you. It's just random people, yeah. <laughs> who didn't did shit about
2: Gary Medine. What, like Dribble coming out, <laughs> yeah. out of your mouth? that Medine. Yeah. Me yeah, it's my And then as I said
1: to you, John, I found myself for no reason at all. I climbed over the flood barriers on the Loon estuary and then found myself stuck on the riverbank, unable to get back over the flood barriers. And I don't really know why. So <laughs> Maxwell, seven and a half, 7.5. I can't remember the fielding scale. 7.5. No, what is it? Seven seven, plus, oh yeah. You've even forgot the
2: FPRS system. You have had a heavy night. I'll let you get to I bed have. soon. Right. Tim, uh, Callum Colley. Uh, I thought it was a,
3: a, a good, solid performance by Callum. Probably, probably, um, other than uh, uh Judd when he was on, uh, pick of the defenders. Uh, I think another seven plus, I think. Good, good, solid, good, solid performance.
2: Raggy, egg potato.
4: Marvin Egg Potato. That was my name on here. <laughs> he used to post this. Stuff. When I used to say that this guy's not even a footballer. That's why I said it any first time. Was. How wrong. Uh, seven, seven.
2: Mitch, Judd,
4: Judd.
1: Uh, Marvin with seven. Judd can have nine. Thought he was very good.
2: Very good. Eight plus, nine. Don't care, nine. I'll fix this. You can have Kenny, Tim. You
3: keep doing this. You keep missing one of the defenders out.
2: I think I'm he might have been... left back.
3: You've missed, you've missed husband now.
2: Sorry, yeah. you do husband then. You missed somebody out last week
3: as well because somebody
2: mentioned it afterwards.
3: I've know who it was now. It was one of the defenders or well, someone actually mentioned that bloody John's yeah, missed one mentioned. of the players out. I think I think he got <laughs> mentioned on the AVFT team. Oh, fucking you hell. Definitely, you did miss somebody off.
2: AVFT police. Yeah. I right. Don't want them on my case. Where is he? Jimmy Usman. He's not even in it's here. Jimmy, Jimmy Usman, Tim, I'll make one while you're talking.
3: Yeah, I think he, I, I was a couple of people saying eight eights in the eights in the chat. I think, I think it's another seven plus for me, to be honest, though, because he was, he started off a bit poor, but got better. That's, I think like a little bit like Marv. I thought I thought in the first twenty minutes before we scored, he was he looked a bit nervous, but he he did, he did improve and um, and you know he's no, you know you he's not you know you're going to get a, a, a solid and committed performance out of Holby, and uh, he didn't he didn't disappoint in that front. So seven plus.
2: Okay, Maggie, you can have Liam Bridcut. Sadly, no, we won't do Bridcut. Let's do let's do Sonny Carey because he's played more of the game. Sonny Carey, Raggy.
4: Well, well, we spoke about him a bit before, didn't we? I think um, uh, nine, nine. I think he affected the game. Didn't changed the game, wrong. didn't he? The second showed his, showed his showed what he can do now and showed his potential. Definitely.
2: We need to be a bit quicker on these clicking of names. Um, right, brick up to right, Charlie Patino match. Charlie Pertino.
1: Yeah, um well he's got it in my head, hasn't he? Um I think nine I think nine plus again. I think you know you want to give him a ten, but I think there were I think nine plus. I think he was he was very, very good. There's a few moments where he he's got this habit of throwing himself into slide tackles and he's gonna get caught out with one of those one day. There's a few moments when I just went and there was there was one in particular where he went. he went to ground on a tackle and some happened where the the the, the director played and he got very lucky on it um, but he was superb he could that goal um, the, is he a 10 again why am I worrying about it nine I, don't plus. I, I, I don't think he's Go a 10 on. no he's not I a 10 think I, think I 10. don't think he's a 10 no Jerry's a 10 if, if yeah. Jerry's not a 10 then I'm not coming on here again <laughs> <laughs> so we're
2: going with 9 plus or 9 9 plus okay Sir Kenneth of Dougal Tim so Kenneth of Google, um,
3: I, I'd like, I'd like. Hopefully, he listens in, and he, he he heard Leanne give him that shitty score last <laughs> that, last uh, Monday night, whenever it was, and uh, and he, he, he proved beyond doubt he's not six out of ten player. Um, very effective performance. Uh, really, really, um, really, really pleased with the way way he played throughout the game. I'm going to go for. I think he's, I think he's a nine. I think he's got to yeah, be. He,
2: he was, had a great game yesterday. Just kept things ticking He's over. that
1: six upside down. Right?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Chris Hamilton, Raggy. First wow. performance of the season. The first start of the season. And what a performance!
4: What can he play? Now the question is: Can he play any better than that? Mm. So can, he, can he follow up the form in the next game? I, yeah, but just about yesterday. Can he play any better than that?
3: I don't. Well, I, I think I think if he plays anything anything like that, he's a nailed-on starter every single week.
4: Absolutely, but well, that's why I'm saying he's a definite nine plus. By the way, but I don't think he can play any better, and I don't think he did anything wrong, and I think he affected the game. I think he came into that game. They used him on purpose. They highlighted where he was going to cause some damage. They got him confident, and he played like that. So, I'm going to give him ten because. Uh, he can't do any more and, and, and that moment will
2: live forever in yeah. our memories of seeing that ball leaving his foot in slow motion towards yeah. that empty net and release it was like a, a... it's like the hooligan moment isn't it that's going to be played year <laughs> yeah.
3: after year after year every time we play the Nobbers, that one's going to be rolled out isn't
2: it
1: so well done CJ I'm
2: yeah I'm, I'm with Raggy that's a t- it was a yeah. ten performance from CJ, and he's had an assist as well.
1: I said to my my lad said to me said Dad that's my favourite goal I've ever seen, and I said why, and he said I just liked how funny it was, because <laughs> it yeah. was. And I said what do you mean? He said it, well it was just funny because their keepers running back and it went in slowly and everything. And it was like yeah, you know from an eleven year old's perspective that is his all time favourite goal ever. <sighs>
2: It was, like, how, it was like a, it was like, it was, it was a pressure cooker, and someone's yeah. just released all the pressure on that line. And what did I say, John? I said, we can't
1: play CJ Hamilton. You know, that would be a stupid decision. Don't put him, the most doubted footballer on our books, into that game. What kind of idiot would do that? The pressure on him, you know, it's not fair. And there we go. And that is why football is the greatest game in it.
2: I was champion in this course. Let's, let's just... You were, John Simon. You, you two, you pretty, two, yeah. talked to me out of it, didn't you? You talked to me out of picking him. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, how wrong were we? Right. Um, you'll be pleased to hear, uh, Mitch. You've got uh, Matt. You've got um, you've got your friend, Big Gaz. Gaz Medine um, didn't score, but all round game again. More than just a goal yeah. machine.
1: Yeah, I mean no, he was he was excellent. Um he, he was nine minus.
2: And finally You've got young, young Edward did the chat here. Oh yes. <laughs> He's in the other room. Come on, Eddie. Give us your score for big gaz just before we sign off. Yep. He's going I need to improve his vocabulary a bit, don't I? Right, Tim, Jerry Yates. If ever, if ever there was an all-round performance from Jezza, this was it. Six goals in the last, what four games? Is it? You
3: end up running out, run out of superlatives for him, don't you?
2: I don't think we've ever had um, a ten-plus. Just, just putting that out there.
3: Yeah, I never <laughs> thought about that actually. Have we? So that's an interesting
2: proposition.
3: Um, I, I just, I, I just think he's. It he, he, he defies. Every every single thing you could possibly think of when it comes to a player, it's it's his work rate. It's you know even with it, CJ's goal, you know he's right on the edge of our area. He's battling for a ball that ninety five percent, never mind ninety nine percent of forwards would wouldn't, wouldn't even make an effort for. And um, he's, I think, um, Mitch said before, superbly fit. He's he's on the top of his game. He's he's playing the best football probably in his career. And um I'm so glad he's a Blackpool player. Um have we ever given a ten plus? No,
1: no, don't think we have, have, have we?
3: Can we give one today? Is there such a thing as yeah. ten plus? I would. Ten plus Lianne's <laughs> gonna be having histrionics, isn't she? Listen to this with our scoring tonight.
2: <laughs> Slated Jezalas <laughs> season. Slated a him. final
3: to get a nine, apparently, but <laughs>
2: Let's just cash your mind back to those two goals that he scored, those those volleys, in step volleys, one with his left foot, one with his right foot. Mm-hmm. Two completely different goals, two headers today. Again, different types of headers, aren't they? One on a Dean he header. He head the
1: ball last year. He couldn't head the ball. No. He was too That's hopeless. He never like... won the ball in the air last year. <laughs> this year it's unreal. He's had like body warm twat, ruined him.
2: Oh, speaking of the body warm and twat. Oh, yeah, Make. what a shame, eh? What oh, a shame, what a pity.
1: He'll be spending his days in Cheshire Oaks <laughs> having a latte, staring into <laughs> the middle distance in his going to leisure soup, leisure center
4: today as well. Yeah. They did. They did. <laughs>
3: To be fair, I suspect he's going to be much in demand. Um, I think he'll end up... Might
4: up end up down the road
3: at these with a championship, With <laughs> a championship manager's job.
4: That. That'd be well,
3: wouldn't it? It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up getting one of the big jobs and, and, and a decent payoff from Villa as well. Oh. So, so I'm sure he won't be worrying
4: too much, but... No, but he'll yeah. always be a snake. Yeah.
2: Snake or a rat. A snat. to <laughs> invented a new word. A
4: a snap. The
3: fact that we're all all going to hate body warmers forever is is, is a
4: reflection of the impact he's had. All that business, whatever he used to (laughs) do, all that nonsense.
2: I don't think we even need to do a man of the match, do we? But it's there was three top contenders for me: Jerry, Eight, C.J. Hamilton, and Sonny Carey. And for for Sonny Carey to be uh, coming off the bench and to be in contention is a great honour, but. I think there's only one player that's going to get this award, yeah, Jezza. Jerry for me. And one thing we've just before we go, we've not done a manager rating for ages, has he? Uh, have we? Um, Ra- Raggy, let's let's start with you because I liked that little story about you saying that um, C- see, he, you think he's told CJ and he's he's exploited I a weakness.
4: solely totally. Why why else would he pick it? I, that's uh, that's I don't know about football tactics and all that. football manager, But that was what I thought was just get him running, and then he's done it. So I think he's seen it. He's watched it, he's done his own work. Got it into his head to just scare them to death with your pace. And uh, he did it. And listen, he's just masterminded, like I say, arguably one of the best derby games we've ever been to. Total passion. Listening to Patino and his dad saying that the only reason he came is because of him. I don't know what more you can do on a match day. If we're just rating him on on yesterday, he can have bleeding 10 and all, he can have 20.
3: I think another point the other point for Appleton was that it was a bit of a pressure game for him to be fair as well because Yeah it'd it have been a
2: nightmare. We today. were so downbeat. We I, were I so downbeat coming into this game, weren't we? I
3: think if we'd lost it could have got a little bit a bit nasty in there, couldn't it? Yeah. So he had yeah, to defo and, and I heard his pre match and he was basically saying this is the best, you know, this is the best game we could have had after Hull because I don't, you know, you also don't need to say anything to them because they, they, they know what's expected of them against against Preston, and he's got, uh, you he's know, I, there, I, 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 did, I did sort of fear for him a little bit. I wondered whether it would work, and he's made some big calls, particularly with CJ, and um, and and every credit to him. And and listen, I know it don't come, it does not, it's not working every single week at the moment. But he hasn't necessarily, he hasn't got the squad as he uh, that he would ideally want. But the four-three-three that he plays is so much better to watch than the Critchley ball fest that we had a lot of the time, wasn't it? It was quite quite turgid to watch. Where at least when we play and we play well, it's it's fantastic to watch. It's 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 pure it's entertainment. Yeah, and it's uh, brilliant. And well, it's uh, everything is
4: ball with injuries, suspensions, everyone being downbeat all week. Probably probably wondering himself. Yesterday, like, what's going to happen here if we mm. get beat today? Yeah, and uh, listen, there's it, it, not. He can't do any better, can he? He's brave. He's done he's an, out, isn't he's it? Done he's an absolute
2: job on them, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah,
4: yeah. he's brave
1: because the pre, You know, he would have been under pressure if that game had gone badly. If it was oh, anything yeah. like all he would have been under clear pressure. Mm. There. The atmosphere would have been vile, and the temptation is to think. Play it safe, you know. Get get it. Make sure, make sure we keep it tight. I and mean, we know we 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 you know we battered them. We have scored we've, this year. We've scored like three,
4: three, four, three. We we score goals It's brilliant. Love it. Well, we know, well, we know he's brave. He's been in the arm field and the his pants. hasn't he? Bollocks. <laughs> <100%. laughs> Did he actually do that? Hundred percent. Never. Never. Listen, I, I promise. This will tell you. Ben Mansfield was there, Brett, and him, and he, me. And Grimmy said to him, "Listen." Everyone's saying you've got a Preston tattoo. I don't know if it's true or not, but we need to know. And he went, listen, fucking hell, he And he just pulled his pants down and pulled his top up and said, I ain't got fuck all that. I'm a Man United fan, is what he said, if you want to know. That's what he said. Every The most bizarre thing ever, but every credit to him, you know. He can not make shit like that. No, no. no. It's great, though, isn't it? See, so you've set
2: up his guns in real life, have you, Maggie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's any trouble in Arm the Armfield Club as well, if you you and Grimy aren't on duty, yeah. you can always make a quick call over to Apple's and get him over to sort sort the bother out as well. Yeah, Mickey Apple today, what a hero! After yesterday, right? Um, I think we'll we'll call it a day there, gents. Uh, it's been a, a, an absolute pleasure having your your company this evening, and um, I'd like to say thanks for everyone for joining the stream. There's uh, there's been over two hundred. Live viewers at some point, and we've never had that before. So we're, we're breaking ground on the uh, C-Sounds podcast this evening. Right, we're coming back next week. We're going to have a commentary preview show, hopefully, and then a commentary reaction show after that. And all that remains really to be said, oh, just to like and subscribe to the video if you haven't done so already, hit notification bell. All that really to be said is thanks for watching, thanks for downloading, everybody, and up the pool, we beat those fucking nobbers. Come on! Oh. <laughs> So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon support programme that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So head over to patreon.com forward slash pod, You'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint, and for that you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private member's whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it will be great to have you on board thanks for listening